With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. Back in the Son of Chelsea studio for the first time in, wow, quite quite a while it feels like. It's the 1st of September, it's transfer deadline day and um, yeah, as usual we've got something to speak about regarding Chelsea. We've got quite a bit to speak about. Uh, Cole Palmer, going to speak about Conor Gallagher, the future of him, Trevor Chalabar, Callum Hudson-Odoi. And I guess just thoughts and feelings on the window. I may have to do another video later today. I'm actually traveling later today once again. Um, it's been a little bit of a hectic week. It will calm down next week. So I'll be doing a lot more videos in this studio. But obviously, because it is transfer deadline day, had to make a video specifically about Cole Palmer, but also because of the, the potential sales we could be seeing from Chelsea and what that means not only for the academy, but for Mauricio Pochettino's squad for the rest of this season. If you are new around here, please hit that like button. Really does help the show out. Also, hit that subscribe button. Thank you for your continued support on the channel. Even when I was out in Australia, and uh, of course the uploads haven't been as consistent as, as usual before I went out to Australia for the World Cup. Um, thank you so much for that. We're going to be getting back to regular uploads from next week. We'll start off with Chelsea's newest signing, Cole Palmer from Manchester City. Um, this was a story that broke, I believe, around Wednesday afternoon, uh, so before the AFC Wimbledon game in the League Cup, and Chelsea sort of closing in on that deal, making it happen. Mauricio Pochettino apparently uh, sort of okayed the deal for the under-21 England international, and Chelsea pretty much got an agreement very quickly before even kick-off that night against Wimbledon. We sort of knew the deal was going to be completed, and now Chelsea have a Officially announced Cole Palmer on a seven-year contract with the option of a further year. Matt Law reports that uh, the fee is around 40 million plus 2 million in add-on, so actually slightly lower than the original fee, and even around like 50 million, which apparently was what Manchester City were chasing. My feelings on this deal are a little bit conflicted. Um, 
In terms of the player, I actually think very, very talented player. Someone who is electric when he gets going. I think he's someone on the right who looks like he could be a real, real threat. Whoever he's playing for moving forward and someone who clearly has a lot of ambition in his career because I think it would have been easy for him to sort of stay the course at Man City and I I wouldn't blame any player for staying at Man City given their consistent success you're likely to win more Premier League titles you're going to be probably playing in the latter stages of the Champions League you're playing under the best coach in world football Uh, but Cole Palmer clearly at this stage of his career feels like a change is needed and he needs you know to play more consistently some may question why you'd move to Chelsea given our chaotic kind of nature and and the amount of competition for him which is a part of this deal for me Um, but in terms of just the player and and what you hear from Man City fans I mean there's a lot of Man City fans I know who are devastated by this news I think it's kind of like what we feel when we see academy players go obviously that's a part of it but also because of the talent and also the fact that Man City have lost some wide players this year I mean Riyad Mahrez you know obviously comes to mind there this summer who moved on so maybe there's a little bit of concern from from their part that they are losing maybe depth in a key position that could hurt them later in the season I think my concern with this right is um, I think at the moment because of the number of injuries that Chelsea have I think it's very easy to just feel we'll just get everybody in and we'll be okay in the end and you know for fans I think most fans if we're being kind of brutally honest here aren't really concerned by individual pathways most of the time Um, if Chelsea is succeeding and even if that means that some players careers stall I mean at the end of the day are Chelsea fans really going to care about that I'm just being you know again honest here probably not but I do have my concerns of buying a number of players in very similar positions of similar age who all need minutes and I think Chelsea have fallen into this trap in recent years where I think the the thing I sort of referenced on Twitter in, in recent days was um, Timo Werner, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Christian Pulisic, where you have the left side of attack, you have players all needing minutes, all in you know a similar position. And sure, some of those players could kind of rotate. It's not, you know, we know in modern football that players can play across a front line. It's not that like Cole Palmer, Nori Bedawake, Raheem Sterling couldn't play in a front line, right? If we play a 4-2-3-1. It's just over a period of time, I do wonder how much that actually helps players and maybe in this situation at this time in the window a more experienced veteran who could have been okay playing a little bit more of a rotational role would have worked there also is kind of the part of this that we'll get to when we start speaking about Conor Gallagher and Trevor Chalobah where you know the sale of Lewis Hall recently and just kind of my feeling on on what I'm seeing developing at Chelsea with FFP and kind of uh, how clubs are incentivized to sell their academy products right because it's pure profit and that helps you out you know, I do have my concerns that within a year or two, the academy players in the first team, I mean, the ones we have developed from Cobham, will be very, very hard to find. And um, that's that's my one concern. Let's, again, be brutally honest. There are some of you watching this. There are some Chelsea fans who, you know, couldn't, you know, care less, basically, about whether there are academy players in the first team. I think that's a bit sad. Um, I think it's a bit sad that clubs are incentivized now to sell players who they've developed, but... I guess that's just the harsh reality, right? But I do think Cole Palmer's an exciting player. I think he's going to have a battle in his hands, not only from his former City teammate and now Chelsea teammate, uh, Raheem Sterling, but also Noni Malawake, who I thought was 
brilliant, you know, against AFC Wimbledon. I'm really excited to see how Nonny develops. So I wish Cole Palmer the best. I think that hopefully everything, you know, that's been said about him in terms of talent proves to be true at Chelsea. And he gives Pochettino a very exciting option that only strengthens our attack, which is what we want. We we hope that Cole Palmer expands, not limits our options, which I, I hope he does over the coming years. So Conor Gallagher, um, Tottenham apparently weighing up a bid. Um, it's... It's hard to know at the moment because it is transfer deadline day, right? And and knowing transfer deadline days as I have, as many of you have, it's it's so up and down and it's kind of, I could be speaking here right now and nothing happens with Conor Gallagher between now and the deadline at like 10 or 11 o'clock at UK time. But then it could very quickly change. I just, I would find it absolutely remarkable. I wouldn't find, actually, I wouldn't be shocked if Chelsea sell Conor Gallagher. But I would be just very, very disappointed and I'd think it'd be such a baffling move. Firstly, because of all the midfielders we let go earlier in the summer, whether that be Mason Mount, um, you could maybe put Kai Havertz in that bracket because of kind of the similar positions. Maybe Connor and, and Kai could have taken up in this formation. Uh, Mateo Kovacic, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Ingolo Kante. You know, we have, uh, and Lewis Hall too, even though he's playing as a left back, we know he can play in central midfield. And Andre Santos, Cesare Casade, you know, we, we either on loan or permanently, we have let a lot of players go in that area. And Conor Gallagher has already proven to be a very, very valuable player to Mauricio Pochettino. Not that surprising if you look at the profile of Conor Gallagher, if you look at what Pochettino wants from players. I mean, we could have predicted that before a ball was kicked. But also the fact that he had the armband on Wednesday for his boyhood club and then the fact that Chelsea still, because of, dealings elsewhere could let Conor Gallagher go I just think you know there's no I, I tweeted this last night there's no accounting jargon there's no mental gymnastics I, I, however much you want to try and justify it that that makes selling Conor Gallagher a good move it, it, in terms of value in terms of squad depth in terms of what that player means to the club in terms of again selling another academy player who I think means something to to fans I, I don't think it would be a popular decision and I don't think it'd be a good one for Pochettino who clearly likes the player because he keeps playing him and I think it's the same with Trevor Chalabar I mean it's, it's been difficult for Trevor right because you add the baggage that it, it's been quite consistent that it's, he's been linked away at Chelsea even before Pochettino arrive, um, arrived and for him I think it'd be an amazing move to go to Bayern Munich um, I think he'd very quickly become one of the best centre-backs in the Bundesliga and I, I do find it slightly ironic that Thomas Tuchel wants Trevor Chalobah now because when he was at Chelsea, I mean, the way he treated him at times and, and the lack of game time, uh, maybe now he views Trevor Chalobah experience because he isn't part of Bayern Munich's academy. That That's another story. Um, but Trevor is, is a valuable player for Chelsea. I think, you know, he's proven that consistently. And I think even after returning to injury, even with Axel Dezassi, even with Benoit Badia-Shiel, even with Levi Colwell, Thiago Silva, you know, I think Trevor has proven himself capable of of really getting ahead and um, getting in, in the first 11, even if that is at right back. I think that's probably not going to be the case this season because we've got Malo Gosto. But um, again, it just feels like academy players paying for the failures in the transfer window elsewhere. And the fact that, say, Mark Correa, that deal for... Man United isn't going to happen now. And the idea that even Ian Matson could be going, it's just, I think it would add a real sour end to, if I'm just being, you know, if we look at the the whole sort of um, window, which has been a very long window, 
it has mostly been a positive window if we're looking at what Chelsea needed to accomplish at the start. Way back in May, even when we looked at this bloated squad, the number of players we've we've let go, the the number of players we've brought in, or just key players and key positions. You know, I felt that Moises Casado was probably you know the, the top target. We got that done even for a ridiculous fee. Um, Nicholas Jackson looks like a very very good buy. Um, Christopher Nkunku, unfortunately, that injury has is, is obviously halted his season, but I think will prove to be a, a very, very valuable player, hopefully, in, in the coming years for Chelsea. But it's just, I think it would end, you know, the, the window in a very sour way. And I, and I also think that, you know, there are still question marks over this ownership in terms of, you know, looking at the way uh, certain fans have been treated, the away fans, the, the subsidy for away travel early earlier in the week which is conveniently forgot being forgotten by some because now we've signed another player uh but rightly getting criticism from the Chelsea supporters trust and you know it it, it looks like you, we have spent so much money and I think Nazar Kinsella tweeted this today in terms of how much money has been spent on transfers and you know I think it's very very rich to hear from Chelsea that you know it's not financially stable it's not you know realistic to them help out your supporters it's just from a like a PR move I think it's just an own goal and it's stuff like that that just makes me feel kind of sour about the club that's why I feel a little bit down on this deadline day because it's just that kind of um, apprehension that Chelsea could be about to sell some very valuable players um, and I just think it would leave a sour taste in the mouth so I hope that they don't because um I could see Chalabar happening and I think for his own career, maybe he's, I've always said this about Chalabar, I think probably he realises and, and to be honest, it's 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 a nice situation actually because if he goes to Bayern Munich, that's an upgrade for his career. It's not a Kepper Rizabalaga kind of failing upward situation where sometimes so, somehow you're getting a promotion despite not playing well. I actually think Trevor Chalabar will be getting a promotion to Bayern Munich and I think rightly so based on his performance levels. But from a Chelsea fan point of view, I, I, you know, it'd be sad to see him go as it would for Conor Gallagher as we've, we've laid out. So we'll see how this transfer deadline day develops. Um, I think that Cole Palmer obviously, you know, takes up a lot of the headlines and um, we'll see if he's ready for the Nottingham Forest game because, I mean, he was doing his medical yesterday, even though they've announced it this morning. I would suspect he is going to be maybe included in the squad or at least as as made the deadline as i'm recording this we haven't even hit the the deadline i think for squad registration for the weekend so hopefully carl palmer could even be in the squad against nottingham forest um so there we go those are my thoughts i uh, just one other quick thing uh callum hudson uh, we've expected this you know his departure from chelsea looks like he's he's now going to be moving to nottingham forest um really like callum as a player i, I you know i think he's had a, a mixture of some bad luck at times bad decision making not just on his part but I you know in terms of on the pitch maybe performance level but also I think the and, and Jay McIntosh is someone who I give credit here because I do think Chelsea probably should have sold Callum Hudson-Odoi actually I know it's very easy in hindsight to say this right now but maybe back in 2019 or 2020 and the way maybe we we committed our future to him but then didn't really give him the platform to to succeed as much you know he was consistently in and out of the team and then, you know, goes to buy Leverkusen, doesn't set the world alight. And, you know, it's kind of bizarre to me that the, the fee that Nottingham Forest are paying for him is, is stupidly low. I still think there is a very, very talented player there. I think there is a, t- a talent there who I, who I think with a more consistent level of game time. And the fact that he is still young, he has still got years to go. Like, I, I think people forget how young Callum Martin-Odoi still is, uh, despite the fact he's been around for a very long time. And we've been speaking about him for a very long time. 
it's um i hope it's a, a good move for him under steve cooper ever previous working relationship with the england under 17 so i i think that's a a decent move for him premier league football and uh wish callum all the best so those absolutely are my thoughts now follow me on x on twitter whatever you call it nowadays at son of chelsea and i will see you again very soon all the best Social Podcast Network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.